We should let the listeners know that um, this month we are updating our privacy policy and our uh, terms of service. Maybe we should send out an email about it. Oh, I know. I, th- I thought we already did. Did you not? You didn't send that? No, I, I mark everything with the phrase. I have a Gmail filter that puts it all in spam. <laughs> did we not? Did we not leverage our Mailchimp sponsorship to to make that happen? No, I think the the check from Freddie bounced. Mm, too much too much money spent on those billboards on the one hundred and one, <laughs> and all the ones that got vandalized in Oakland. Um, <laughs> right. But with all those with the with all the um, GDPR compliance things, I really want some of the emails to not pretend that it's like a voluntary thing where it's like it just starts out. You know what? The, the these Europeans and and their actual consumer private uh, consumer um, what do you call it? It's not what's what's the what is the CFPB? Consumer protection laws. Yeah, I mean, see, it, it's been so long since we've had any consumer protection in this country, we've kind of forgotten what that's like. Well, Mick Mulvaney thinks that the free market can regulate it, and, and there's never been an abuse of power, or, or you know, no, nobody's ever been taken advantage of. Oh, in this administration, no, no, or or at all. The, yeah, no Americans are rubes. No. I like that's a good, that's a good old fashioned term that we don't use anymore. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, the man these uh, these <laughs> these uh, GDPR uh, emails keep reminding me of a lot of stuff I have no idea I signed up for or things I forgot existed. Do you have like a favorite one? No, I've been deleting them pretty consistently. The TiVo one was funny just because they were like the very last ones to do it. Um, which kind of makes sense. <laughs> it does. I, I I worry about TiVo a lot. Yeah. And to be honest, I haven't been watching a lot of live TV recently. Or like, I I just want like my my TV is is rarely on HDMI two. Hmm. Yeah, I guess for me, as has been discussed on a couple of previous episodes, now it I watch quite a bit of TV this time of year because of the NBA and NHL playoffs. But I guess yeah, there are phases I go through where it feels like we're not really watching a lot of live TV. Yeah, like I, I think. Over here, like it's like I guess I'm finding other ways to watch it. Like it's just that I'm just not watching live linear TV. Like I will, I will use the Comcast subscription to log into other things, um, or I'll use the Watch ESPN app or the Xfinity Stream app in a pinch. So it's not cable cutting, but I just yeah, the actual like maybe it's the TiVo Hydra update. (laughs) I just don't like watching TV or using TV anymore. I don't know. And I know that uh, Jason talks all the time about using his TiVo as sort of a central box for Netflix and other things like that. I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm the same way. I've just never really gotten into that. So unless I'm watching live TV, I'm generally not using the TiVo. So you saying that you're not watching a lot of live TV and therefore you're not using the TiVo, that makes a lot of sense to me. But there are others who almost view the TiVo as, as sort of like an Apple TV. Yeah, that that I don't get. Just because sometimes I'll act like I think once two years ago, this was before when Apple and Amazon were still having their tiff. Um, I tried watching using the Amazon Prime Video app on the TiVo, and it is not a great experience. Like if you've ever if you've ever accidentally opened one of the like anything on TiVo that's not watching TV. Like the box looks like it's having like a kernel panic or like something's bad on Windows 98 is happening. Like it keeps readjusting the picture format and like your refresh rate and stuff and like stuff goes in and out. And then eventually you get dumped into this thing that looks like a, like a Java application. 
and it's and it's really weird. Like the video plays and it's fine, but it's it's like you can tell that it wasn't designed for apps at all. Or like the Xfinity on demand. I don't even know if you would call it an app or is this more like a view? It's it's really bad. And I, I'm sure that's not all on TiVo. And to be honest, I'm actually I've always just been surprised that on demand even works on a TiVo box. So I'll kind of just take what I get, but that's also not the best experience. Yeah. I've hmm, I've wondered not why, because I, I don't fault Comcast for this, because I actually think Comcast, for all the ire and, and, and complaints that people can have towards them or about them, I actually think their their iOS apps and actually their web apps are actually not bad. Like I think they're pretty good with with the making, with allowing you to watch the content that you're entitled to or that you that you pay for on as many different devices as possible. I actually think they're they're pretty darn good at that. Yeah, and 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 actually semi related. I, I don't think I brought this up on air, but I replaced the cable modem here a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, anyone who's replaced a cable modem knows that the general flow is you have to call up your cable company tell them you know a bunch of like imei numbers or, or that's phones but you know what i mean a, a bunch <laughs> the, the, of the mac address and the, and the hfc there, there we go yeah and then you know they have to enter that there's like a delay sometimes you then have to like reboot your cable modem there's like this back and forth but when i installed this cable modem the instructions in the box actually literally called out with xfinity hey you plug in your cable modem you go to this url enter your xfinity credentials and you know it'll just work I was super skeptical, but it worked exactly as advertised. So I was I was pretty impressed. Nice. For yeah, I I can't give them too much credit on that because I um because I had to re I don't know if we already talked about this, but I had to redo or I kind of nuked my backblaze backup because I did a lot of changes to my Synology. So I re-uploaded a ton of stuff. Um and I and I ran afoul of the Comcast data caps. <laughs> so even though I have no issues with the service, I really, because it's an extra 50 bucks a month to get unlimited data, which I get, like, I, I know that, like, uploading three terabytes of, um, actually, I don't know if I ever sent this to you, but up uploading three terabytes of data to, like, an online cloud backup service, I get that that's atypical, but it's, it's, um, yeah, it, it, that's, that's my only complaint about them. Yeah, that, that's fair. But no, the, but their self-serve options are pretty good. But so my original point was that um, I kind of don't know if I sh like should they feel obligated to make a like an Xfinity on-demand app for Apple TV, or is like is the is the user base just too small where you can't feel bad they're not making that? I guess I kind of don't get why they don't because they've embraced iOS, so it's not as if they're against the idea of of content that you would normally watch through your cable box being viewed elsewhere. I, mean, I, I guess there's something about the Apple TV being connected to your TV that, that crosses some kind of line for them. But yeah, I, I don't fully get why they haven't embraced that. Well, but like, it doesn't allow you to cancel your cable subscription, so I'm not sure why they care. Yeah. It, and also, right, right. it doesn't... Um... Actually, I forget um, if you're on if you're watching like Xfinity Stream or like whatever it's called, the thing where it's video on demand, but you're doing it over the internet, but you're at home. Does that use data? I don't think it does because it never touches the internet. I think that's the one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. 
I, I think I've only sparingly used that, and I I, I don't recall <laughs> monitoring my data usage. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing before we jump into follow up and stuff uh, that has occurred to me. So I th- I sent you a picture of this when I was um out and about late last week. Uh, I, I walked into a Pier One Imports because I, I I've been on a hunt for a a, sp- a new dresser, and uh, I've I've gone many places and I've come up short, and I'm very wary about buying furniture over the internet, and that's something we probably talk about another time. But I went into a Pier One Imports and there was a big gigantic like like literally like a fifth of the store was dedicated to magnolia farms or mm-hmm. like fixer upper stuff and i was like wow that's that's really not that it's weird but i'm like wow that's very strong branding and that seems like a lot of the store to dedicate to that but i'm like okay that's cool and then i sent you a picture and i was like ah, oh, that's that's whatever and then the next stop i went just because i had to pick up some things from target and as you walk into target there's a gigantic section of uh like magnolia home stuff like just back to back, two stores had gigantic things related to the Gaines family, and hmm, yeah, I and I shared this with you in my response that that's a fairly new thing. That I, I would say, even just eighteen months ago, that that would not have been the case. A lot of the retail presence is is pretty new within the last like year or two. Yeah, so it was, it was it was a little startling, especially for it to be back to back. Because I'm like, am, am I am I losing my mind? Like, <laughs> am I having a phaser or something? Like, this, this is really, yeah. I mean, good on them. Um, yeah, and I, I I didn't know that JoJo was pregnant. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can the little kiddo can help herd sheep or whatever whatever they do on the farm. <laughs> I got to figure out what I'm going to do because I because uh, my Hulu Plus trial ran out. And, and I and I canceled it just because I I life got busy and I didn't have enough time to continue watching stuff and literally the only thing I was watching on it was Fixer Upper, so I got to figure out what I'm going to do about that. Because you know how Spotify had a like a promo like cross promotional thing with Hulu last month. Yes, it was only for the version of Hulu that is quote unquote limited commercials, and I I, I wasn't down for that. Hmm. Yeah. I would have totally jumped all over if it was the because like it's a four dollar difference. It's eight dollars a month or twelve dollars a month for Hulu, uh, for the one that's limited ads versus the one that's ad free. And the four dollars a month is worth your sanity, but uh, but twelve dollars a month just to watch Fixer Upper is, I don't know. We'll see. Seems seem, seems worth it. I kind of want it back though because it's because it, I, I miss my show. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything before we jump into follow up? No, let's do it. Okay, so I, so so something arrived for you from a galaxy far, far away, and and you're mad that they sent you, or you're not mad, but you you were uh you did not get exactly what you ordered. Well, so all's well that ends well, as you're famous for saying. So I I got my away bag, which we extensively talked about last week on Monday. It was you know left on my doorstep, and I immediately noticed that the box seemed kind of small. But I, I just thought like, well, you know, I don't know, maybe because it was like laying flat or whatever. I was like, well, maybe it's just kind of just the, I don't know, the angle I saw the box or whatever. But take, you know, take the bag out. And again, I'm just struck by like, man, like this just, it seems kind of small. Because like I, I've seen yours and I've, you know, been just sort of an observer of a way for some number of years now. So like, I feel like 
I kind of had a sense of the difference between the carry-on and the bigger carry-on, which is which is what I ordered. And I just thought, like, no, you're just you're being silly, whatever. But <laughs> it's it, it just like it, yeah, like, but it just kind of like stuck in the back of my head. So I'm like, you know what? This is probably ridiculous. You're you're probably just being crazy. But I'm gonna measure it. So I, I looked up the dimensions online for the bigger carry-on. And like none of the dimensions were matching. Like it, it was everything was coming up a little short. And sure enough, I look up <laughs> the dimensions for the regular carry-on, and the dimensions match just spot on. So I'm like, gosh, yeah, I'm like, god damn it, you know. So I call their customer service the next morning, and this this is where the story turns relatively positive. Phone rang twice. There was no menu to go through. Human being answers. This person could not have been any nicer. Um, they asked if I had the bag with me, and I, I I did not because I was at work when I called. And he's like, oh, well, you know, the surefire way to tell the difference between the two is the number of lines on the outside of the bag. The carry-on has nine and the bigger <laughs> carry-on has ten. And I told him, like, well, you know, I, I didn't count the number of lines, but I took measurements both exterior and interior twice and i'm i'm really confident that i have the wrong bag and he said okay well that you know that's that's fine but like you know just like do me a favor like when you do get home like just just check that and i'm like okay yeah that that's fine but in the meantime he sent me a new bag overnight because that was actually one of the things i was a little disappointed by the standard shipping took like over a week for that original bag to get here but they did overnight shipping and I, I got the replacement bag today, which I'm happy to say is the right one. And it, sure enough, has 10 lines on the outside. And the bag that I originally got has nine. So I, I did, in fact, get the regular size carry-on. Because even when he brought that up, I, again, like questioned like whether or not I was just being crazy or not. <laughs> um, but no, sure, sure enough. And, and it was, I mean, it was immediately obvious when uh, I opened the box, like... The, the bag i mean the bag was clearly bigger than the first one that i got um but anyway like i said all all's well that ends well i'm 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 really happy i was you know a little kind of curious what i was going to think of the color in person but i i really like it i like the design um and i'm excited to to now have the right bag I like the approach of like it's like rings on a tree. Like he, he's like having you count that. That's that, that's that's a smart way to do it, but that's also really funny. It is. Um, but and you know, like I I am totally one of the, the, those kind of like minor OCD types where like if if something's not quite right with a new product, like like I mean, longtime listeners will recall various things like <laughs> with my Apple Watch Series Three, like the digital crown was kind of stiff for a while, and that kind of bothered me. Like little things like that. So I I really thought that it might just be an example of me, I don't know, just expecting the bag to be bigger when in fact it wasn't, but but I ultimately felt vindicated that um that I spotted it. All right, well cool. Um it did come with cool packaging though. Or it was nice that um I mean it is it was very on brand for the Star Wars collaboration thing. I was really impressed. The shipping box was branded. It came in a kind of protective, almost like laundry bag type mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that was also branded. And I thought that that was really nice. And that's actually going to be a, like a, a totally functional bag. Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, the, the whole the whole unboxing experience initially was great until I realized, you know, <laughs> I, I had been sent the wrong bag. Um, but when I got the right one today, that was, that was very nice. So I, I, I was in Hayes Valley late last week, and I popped into the Away store, and I saw, and I, I couldn't tell if, because I, 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 the Away store is really weird. Um, yeah, it, it's it's super, like, it's pretending to be, like, super upscale, and it's, there's just, there were too many employees there, and it, it was a little strange, but... Um, is there a Star Wars, like, I think they're called Stormtroopers, like, luggage tag? Or was that just a promotional item they had in store? Well, so the one that comes with the bag that I bought is a Millennium Falcon bag tag. Maybe I'm misremembering the shape. Okay. Well, uh, but yes. But it it's, it's not a standard luggage tag. Correct. That's cool, though. Like, I think that's that's also another nice touch. So, the, the, and I, I think I mentioned this last week, that the reason, like, if this, if the bag literally came as, like, a big Star Wars logo across the center, I don't think I would have been super interested. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, the branding is very subtle. Yeah. Which I, which I really appreciate. Like, the, I knew I wanted a green bag so that the color was, was spot on. Like, another thing, too, is, like, the other two colors were, like, a... Um, kind of a silvery gray and an orange if the um third color were i don't know purple or black or something like i don't i don't think i would have bought it because that just wasn't like the color i was looking for but it just it all kind of lined up where it was the right color and the branding was subtle which i appreciate very cool and it also it kind of looks like slightly iMac-ish Sort of like with the translucent color. Sure. Yeah, I I, I see that parallel. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, the the translucent effect. I had no idea it was that way. You mentioned it when you saw it in person. It still didn't make a hundred percent sense to me when you said it. But then, yeah, seeing it in person, I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of neat. Because it looks like the like the Star Warsy pattern is kind of it's on the inside. It is like it, it's, it's kind of like clear the, plastic. Yeah, it's the well, the, it's it's the liner of the bag on the inside. Oh, neat. mm Hmm. Yeah, I think maybe it's I th- maybe it's over with because I'm on their website and I can't find it anymore. Well, so that was I think that was part of the story I left out was my first thought was I'm going to call these guys tomorrow and they're going to tell me it was some ultra limited run of the bag and that they don't have any more and that the best they can do is like send me one of their standard ones and I was going to be really disappointed. <laughs> But but yeah. that no, but that part was was not an issue at all. So I, I I you know I presume they have some kind of extra stock for you know issues exactly like this or defects or whatever. But but yeah, they you know they don't they they have not been selling them since since we talked last week. So, um, but it's it, it seems like actually when I was trying to find a little bit more information about the Star Wars bag, I kind of came across a handful of other like special collections they've done, mm-hmm. and it seems like they kind of they do these special colors like all the time so i think they kind of just churn through them yeah this is a weird article from Condé nast um yeah okay so i'm glad it all worked out that luggage tag is cool well hey maybe if you think the millennium falcon is cool maybe your in on star wars here is going to be to go see this no. uh, han solo prequel movie next not week. at all there'll be, be a lot of millennium falcon in that I've already, already already bought my tickets. Uh, you pronounce that word in an interesting way. The Millennium Falcon? The second word. The Falcon? Yeah. Sometimes in the movie they refer to it as the Falcon. That's kind of how like... That's more how you've been pronouncing it. 
Uh, well, that maybe that's the movies rubbing off on me. That's Han Solo will refer to it as the Falcon. Yeah, I yeah I have I have no intention of, of seeing this movie, but apparently the reviews have been really funny. Where a lot of them are not very good. Well, the or they're uh, they're saying like it like it's it, it's I think I like the brief overview I saw was that apparently it, it's really beginning to show that the fact that like these are not really that special and these are yearly movies. Um, I didn't know the oh yeah the early solo reviews are in. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes exactly. Here. I, I yep. did not. Oh, seventy. That's not bad. Yeah, but um... well, I mean the this I mean this movie in particular. I don't know if it's an example of star wars fatigue or anything more general like that because this this movie had a lot of specific issues where the directors it, it was two two brothers who were the original directors i can't think of their names now um they were fired and then ron howard came in and took over um evidently the actor who plays han solo had some type of like um crisis of confidence during filming and they had to bring in an acting coach so there was like a lot of kind of just specific weirdness about this movie, which again, I don't think is like symptomatic of any larger issue. Um, but yeah, I, I think the trailers have looked pretty good. So I'm I'm actually kind of excited. And 70 is higher than I was expecting on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, I'm saving up all my movie pass or my, uh, yeah, my movie pass credits for The Incredibles. Oh, yeah. Nice. Tickets, tickets for that one on sale too. Although you you can't buy them in advance. Well, yeah. For me, well, the thing is, I'm not going to watch it for like four weeks because I like a near empty movie theater. Well, that that comes out pretty soon, right? It comes out June fifteenth. Nice. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll see it July tenth on, on a Wednesday at three o'clock, and hopefully nobody's there. <laughs> I continue to be a little disappointed in the focus on sequels that Pixar's kind of developed over the last handful of years, but. I'll allow it for Incredibles. Yeah, mm, like as long as they don't they don't do some Wally sequel, because Wally is a self contained yeah, thing, and and it, and you better not touch that. And and I, and I I will drive back to Emeryville, and I I will I will, <laughs> I, will, I, will <laughs> I will go back to my partial hometown, or not hometown, but uh, my adopted hometown, and then I'll, I'll stop and get some chicken meatballs. Oh, new, news alert! <laughs> IKEA now has healthier chicken meatballs as an option. So. Little little fun fact for the listeners, just to to give them some insight as to how similar of a person we no, are. No, it's it's still you and Mike. Uh, well, I mean, maybe more so me and Mike, but if you and me are a close second. Where we, without any coordination, I think ended up being at IKEA literally at exactly the same time. We didn't see each other because, I mean, I think we came from the exact same place too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of funny. Uh yeah because because that, that is really weird because I did check the timestamps because I I took a picture of of Jock Mock because that's I because you got you got to go yearly to track the the pricing trends uh-huh, and and right. Jock Mock is back down from one forty nine to one twenty nine which proves that this economy is growing and Maganomics are working so there's that but yeah apparently we were there at the exact same time but yeah I didn't know that um chicken meatballs had become a thing they don't taste exactly the same but it's okay. Yeah, I was kind of, I knew, you know, exactly what I wanted. So I actually just, I skipped the store and just went straight to oh, the Oh, right down the marketplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did not, I did not see what the food options were, but. Oh, that mean, that means you passed uh, the, the Wilson plushie. There's, there's oh, a. Damn it, I did. Yeah, there, there, man, there's a golden retriever or like a, like a, a generic, like golden or brown dog plush. I was like, 
this really looks like Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Sporty. It's okay. God, he's so cool. Sporty, yeah, Sporty's the best. He's a, he's he's a very successful uh, PR campaign for the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Him and Obama. That's <laughs> that's that's a, that's a duo you can't beat. Right. Yeah. Uh, man, we gotta get, we gotta keep moving. Um, apparently, so, uh, you sent me a picture of a uh, algae or like a seaweed covered uh, bird scooter along the Embarcadero. Was that somebody else's picture or was that your picture? That was my picture. Um, yeah, I was out for a walk during lunch today and I'll typically kind of walk along the, the waterfront there. And yeah, the scooter was just laying flat on its side and it it had it had clearly been underwater for some extended period of time because it had <laughs> it grew some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it looked like it had been almost like excavated out of the out of the bay. Um, yeah, and it, it was just it was just laying there, and I, I mean it was so covered in just gunk that I couldn't even tell like whether it was even one of the rideshare ones or if it was some other scooter. It it looked like a bird one, or like it looked like it had the the stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of questions about that, but yeah. So the follow up with that is well. So one, I was in I was in Sharks Country uh, a couple days ago, and yeah, Shark, the, Sharks Sharks territory, not country. Sorry, I I, I was nearby the HP Pavilion, uh, <laughs> where where no where no games were happening. Unfortunately, mm, that's a, that's a low blow. Uh, rest rest in peace 2018 shark season i i yeah it's a bummer it's okay are are the golden knights out at least is there is there is that is there that reason to be excited oh no they're no they're they're they are still in and they're actually up two to one in their series now which is yeah. unfortunate got it are they playing the winnipeg jets uh they are yeah oh i totally made that up all right nice cool. um so yeah, so Lime, which is one of the thing, one one of the companies that's putting stuff on the streets, uh, they are raising up to, uh, according to Axios, uh, Nate Silver's favorite publication, uh, they are raising up to five hundred million dollars uh, as the quote unquote the e scooter wars are heating up. So there's that. Um, yeah, apparently this isn't going away anytime soon. Unfortunately, not. Yeah. Uh, but let's, let's talk about some positive stuff. So this, this, this was, I think our first ever, uh, like eight rotating light <laughs> topic or, or thing that that's ever come across our desks. Uh, apparently according to some, uh, job postings on Amazon, it is very likely that, uh, Chi town and San Francisco are getting Amazon ghost stores. There were not enough rotating red lights that we could have put in the thing. I'm very excited. Um, I know Amazon's been having a weird week. Did you follow any of the Seattle tax stuff? I did, yeah. Neither, well, actually, I don't want to say neither side conducted themselves well, because I understand the city's, actually, we're not going to get sidetracked, but that, that is something people should go research. There, mm-hmm. there was a, like, a, there was a, a tax proposed on, like, on a per head tax on major companies, like, of over, like, 10 million in annual revenue or something uh, that Seattle wanted to do. So people should go look at that. But um, Amazon Go is one of the most interesting parts of Amazon, which is their um, mostly, at least like humanless store. Like there's still people stocking the shelves and creating the products that are sold. But the whole point is that it's a cashierless kind of just automated 
machine learning, vision, whatever, whatever store. And there's been the store that both you and I, when we were in the area, the store wasn't open yet. So that was a big bummer. But it's been open for like six months. And apparently the concept is going to expand and San Francisco will be one of the one of the places where that'll be. Yeah, I guess it's going to go somewhere near Union Square, it sounds like. I guess the location in, in Chicago, it sounds like they already have pinned down, but then the the location here is a little bit more up in the air. But I guess near Union Square uh, is what everybody thinks, and that, that sort of checks out. Yeah. So it's a bummer that the, that the Crate and Barrel outlet that is no more in Berkeley will not be the location, but that's, yeah. It's going to be a bummer if that turns into just be like an Amazon bookstore. Yeah, I, I bet it. I bet it turns into something like. You have you ever seen like in the Westfield Mall they have kind of that like weird Amazon kiosk? Yeah, but I don't like that. Or like I, I just I don't. Hmm. It seems like for that stuff that that could be accomplished using like a Best Buy like store within a store or like an end cap, and like they own Whole Foods. Like I don't know if, when the last time you were to Whole Foods is, but they just have like these tables and like. And next to the Amazon lockers. Oh, yeah, like you, you probably shop at the San Rafael Whole Foods now. Like they have the Amazon locker and they just have like this thing full of like, here's all this Amazon crap you can buy. Like I, I don't see where if they want to showcase, because like the only real like consumer facing products that they make that are tangible would be the Kindle, like Kindle Fire and the Echoes. Like, do you need a, a, a 4,000 square foot location for that? I mean, only only if you want to offer your members an extra ten percent off select items. Yeah, they, they got to see, see what I did there. I don't know. Ever since Amazon bought uh, Whole Foods, the price of cashews for a sixteen pound bag has gone up two dollars, which is which is my the biggest bee in my bonnet. So you you track. Uh, let's be clear. So you track the Jockmuck price at IKEA and the bag of cashews at Whole Foods. Well, I'm buying the bag of cashews every, every two weeks. Are you are you not buying jock muck each year? I, I have stayed true to my goal of the fact that I am in my late, 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 late twenties, and that I am not going to buy IKEA furniture anymore. And that was only because I went and saw the thing I wanted in person because it seemed like the best fit for what I needed. And I was like, "Wow, this this feels way too cheaply made." And I and I I, I, I left home empty handed, stomach full but empty handed. Yeah, I'll I'll have more. I think I'll have more to say on this in coming weeks. I mean, I haven't even built it yet, so there's not much to say now. But, but yours is different. I think outdoor furniture is totally different. Yeah, well, and it's so it's real wood. Um, it's the uh, wire cutters pick for best kind of inexpensive outdoor furniture set. Uh, it's it's the the jock muck of the outdoors, if you will, because it's like <laughs> it's like one. <laughs> so hold on, one... we're gonna stop this here. So I want people to know that. You made that joke in Slack earlier this week, and and you were confident you were going to be able to rework it into the into the into the conversation. And I'm going to give that an eight out of ten. Yeah, thank you. That's funny. Mean... It's pretty good, <laughs> but like immediately after you did, I was like, okay, I see what happened. Yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we 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 script these every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes we sometimes we come prepared. Sometimes we don't. Um, <laughs> this one we're semi prepared. Um, but, but yeah, I think it it, is the same, same kind of concept, you know, one flat price, you get the table, you get, in this case, it was like six chairs. Oh, it literally Um, is jock muck. Yeah, no, it Hmm. it, it really is. What is it called? Um, Or what's, what's the Swedish name? (laughs) Wire cutter outdoor furniture. I've been spending uh, for something we won't talk about yet because this is a, a secret project, but like, 
I've been using the wire cutter a lot, and I, and I have a lot of issues with what they do. Or I have a lot of it's like they have a lot of weird stuff. I man, as someone who's been buying a lot of stuff that the wire cutter specializes in lately to kind of fill out the new house here, I I cannot be happier with uh, with them so far. So it's so you, what you bought was is called Aplaro. That's yeah, probably- and I and I did not. I guess. I did it to be in full transparency. I did not buy the exact set they recommended. So the exact set they recommend is four chairs, four um, armchairs, and then the table. We bought the six chair set. I think the table's the same, and we bought the reclining chair version. Ooh, fancy! It seemed, it seemed well, it the same price as the armchair. Um, <clears throat> so. Um, yeah, that, that might be one of the projects this weekend. So, some more, more to, more to come there. Yeah. But like with the wire cutter, the one thing that really stood out to me is like, if you go to their, um, cause I was looking at, was looking at health and fitness stuff and they, they had a thing about, uh, wireless headphones. Their like running headphones thing is a very, is a very bad guide because what is your current, uh, favorite pair of wireless headphones? The sound sports, right? Well, let's see, it's complicated with me, right? So the sound sports are the ones I wear like when I'm outside or on my commute. And then the um air like AirPods are like ones I wear inside the office and just mm-hmm. like around the house. But then I still use the um um the power beats for exercising. Got it. Well, but none of their picks are that. Like they have whatever, like their runner-up is the Urbaneer Stadion. Their budget pick is the Zag iFrogs. Like they have like all these weird things. And then when they talk about what they considered, they're like, oh, the the Bose Sound Sports fit us weird. So therefore we excluded them from contention or something. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, headphones are tough just because they're so personal and kind of subjective. Yeah. But I mean, I think the wire cutter does a nice job of going through their thought process, which because they're so transparent about that, it kind of lets you as the reader determine whether their criteria or not kind of made sense to you. Yeah, but but they're knock against the sound sports. The, the cable had a grippy quality that snagged on my shoulder as I turned my head. But I, but, I agree with that. I do. Well, no, but that. it has the clip on the back. So therefore, that doesn't happen. Like there's a little clip in the middle of it where you can just clip it to your shirt, so therefore it that that can't happen. Which is why I love the sound sports. I don't want to have to remember to do that every time. No, mm-hmm. I, I have that exact same issue with the cable. Hmm. I'm surprised you didn't go out and buy. Don't they have a version of those now that don't have the cable in between? They do, but they're very bad. Oh, really? Yeah, they have um they're called the Sound Sport Freeze, and it's kind of like a sports version of the AirPods. It has a charging case that's like the small, like the size of like a Kia Sorento, like it's fucking gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, they're, and they're they're not good. Uh-huh. Like, I, like man, I, I cannot get enough about because I've been I've been running more. the The sound sports are amazing. So, then do you do you wear the sound sports any other time besides exercising? Absolutely not, because the AirPods because the AirPods are just so good. Right, like they sound bad, but they're so good. Yeah. So the the so the reason I. So, I mean, A, I think it is important to have a pair of headphones that you kind of just use for exercising and then nothing else. And then mm-hmm. you get all kind of sweaty and, and all that. So that's, yeah. that's kind of what the the Power Beats um, are there for, for me. But I, I find that the, 
I like the the Bose. Um, um, what the heck are they called? The sound sports. I like those better. Like when I'm on my commute or outside, because the AirPods are just they're they're so leaky that when there's a lot of ambient noise. It's just, especially if I'm listening to a podcast and some of the podcasts I listen to, the audio levels are a little low. So I just, I find it to be a little more comfortable listening with the the sound sports, which, you know, obviously aren't noise cancellation or anything, but they've got a little bit of extra, um, I don't know. They, they fit a little bit tighter than the AirPods do. Yeah. The AirPods are so leaky, they could work in the Trump administration. Am I Ooh, right? Ooh, there we go. Uh, but you, but who cares about John McCain? That I, I, you know, it astonishes me that it's been a week and they still haven't apologized for that. Oh no, they they never will. It's not like Trump said it. Like, what what, what is it to them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, this this yeah, this sounds sports man. Like, I mean, I I, I do have actually. Oh, this could bring up a, a different topic. Man, we're not going to get to anything we wanted to talk about today. Um. <laughs> Well, we mentioned the Amazon Go thing. That's that's what matters most. Yeah, you, you got to front load the good stuff. Um, so the sound sports are good. The AirPods, like the whole point of why they're so good. Like, yeah, you were totally right that they're very sound leaky. Um, but I think if they were to have any, like that, the whole reason why the AirPods are so nice, even though I, like I was super resistant to them, um, is that like because they just fit in your ear so easily and can be so easily removed. Where like the sound sports. It takes like an extra second to get like the right seal. Like you have to make sure they like otherwise they'll just fall out if you don't get them positioned properly. Like over time, I've gotten better about like it being like a, a one-handed operation where like you can put them in right the first time. But the AirPods are just different, and just like the carrying situation, like that's what makes them perfect. They're very flawed and import imperfect headphones from like a sound quality perspective, but the convenience is why those are the like the pinnacle of walking around headphones. So let me let me push back a little bit there though. I actually think one of the other reasons I like the sound sports like when I'm outside and out and about is because if I need to take them out quickly, the you know, the cord catches then around my neck and so I just I pop them out and then I don't have to like think about them anymore. Whereas the AirPods if I'm out and about and I have to take them out I mean, I know I can just take like one out, but even if I'm just taking no, you, one you, out, you can't. You got to take out both. You, well, you look weird. So there's that, but you know, then you're just stuck like holding an AirPod kind of awkwardly, unless you then, as you're having a conversation, you like slightly slip them back into the case or whatever. So that's actually another thing I like about the sound sports is that they can be quickly taken off, and then you don't really have to to think about them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's fair. I've I've actually gotten pretty good at the um, like you flip up in the case and you just pop them back in type thing. <laughs> you just you just throw the AirPods up in the air, and then just like literally catch them right in the case. Mm-hmm. It's like the people that can pull off the tablecloth and leave everything right, on the uh-huh, table. right, uh huh, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, like because also in terms of etiquette, I it, like. One, everybody looks like a jackass wearing AirPods. Like I still, I still um, completely believe that. But the people who will like be at Starbucks or Pete's or something, and like they, no, I'm not just saying you're picking up like a, a mobile order. Like you're actually talking to somebody. Even like I, I assume your music or whatever is off. But if you leave your AirPods in and interact with somebody, I find that insanely disrespectful, and I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't care for that either. Yeah, knock it, knock it off, San Francisco. Get get off your scooter and take off your AirPods. <laughs> um, 
I think you put this in here. What's what's what? Uh, apparently, Target. Well, like there's kind of some ancillary stuff related to Amazon and also Target. So what's what's the deal with that? So Am or uh, Amazon Target has some service that I had not been familiar with before called Restock. Have you heard of this? No. Um, so they they had been trialing this on a on a limited basis in select areas. They're now pushing this out nationwide. Um, it's a service where um, for I guess it's like um, two ninety nine, you can select from it's like thirty five thousand different household items. In, and according to this Engadget article, including cleaning supplies, baby food, and peanut butter, um, you can pack up to 45 pounds of products into your cart per delivery, um, um, and you will uh, receive said delivery uh, the next day, or next business day, I guess. So I'm sorry, $2.99 per order, or $2.99 annually? $2.99 per order, like $2.99 per order. So it's a three dollars shipping fee to get overnight. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I guess if you're a, a Target credit card holder, you actually don't pay any delivery fee. So, so yeah, kind of, kind of interesting. I mean, Amazon kind of already has the same thing. Where, in my experience, most um like household supplies and things like that many of them are available um amazon prime one day so there's nothing kind of brand new in this but it is interesting to see how like target and i think walmart has something kind of similar to where these you know physical retailers are trying to find ways to match what amazon's doing yeah it, it's it's super interesting that amazon has made two-day shipping like table stakes now like, that's the thing, like, going back to your uh, away suitcase Yes, thing. yes. Like, it's just kind of like, and that's the one thing where, like, I will have, like, trepidation is the wrong word. But, like, even if, like, somebody else has a better price on something, or, like, maybe it's something that's not carried on Amazon for whatever reason, like, there's, there's like, a level of comfort and, uh, uh, like, assurance in knowing that you're buying something from Amazon. If you see, like, the little Prime logo that, like, barring a they're going to deliver to the wrong house or or whatever um like knowing that like with amazon like you're going to get your stuff in two days and because amazon has all these weird like not we're not weird but like like the usps um arrangements and stuff like saturday and sunday are on the table for delivery days mm -hmm. whereas you can order something from somebody else and you have no idea what their shipping cutoff is like if you order at like one o'clock pacific is it going to go out today? And with if it's not Amazon, the answer is probably not. And then whatever their free shipping is, like you have no idea if that's going to be two days, five days, or like sometimes it's like, oh yeah, free shipping uh, is economy like five to eleven days. Like you're like what? Well, no, I mean that's like yeah, with the away suitcase, it was you know free standard shipping, and then in my confirmation email next to standard shipping, it says one to seven business days. <laughs> It's like it's a it's a pretty big range, and I better hope it's not a holiday weekend. It's... Well, no, and then I you know I ordered it on a Saturday night, so it's like, well, then how does that factor in? I mean, it's just yeah, it's it, you you make a really good point about the with Amazon. Like, I mean, they even say it right, like when you when you're looking at an item, it says, hey, order in the next you know X number of hours, and you'll have this delivery date option. And I think, and that's the thing that is 
always right. It is. Like, to the point where sometimes I will be like, I'm like, I'm procrastinating, or like, I'm like, this is not something I really need. Like, you're hemming and hawing over a purchase, and I will put a thing in OmniFocus that's like, oh, like, if I order this by 3 o'clock, it'll get it. And I can click on the thing, and I can go order it, and it says, like, order within the next three minutes, and it goes out today, and by God, that is actually right. And it, and, it, and it's 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 terrifying and also great. But that's the thing, like, like, and that's what I don't know, which like competing with Amazon based off their scale right now, like it's, it's like launching a new smartphone platform. Like there's just so much that they're already doing that like, just to even be competitive, you have to do so much work. Like nobody can make a new OS and compete with iPhone or Android. Like hell, like Microsoft tried with Windows Phone back in the day when like when Windows Phone came out, like we were on like iOS four, so like it wasn't even that mature. But now, like launching like a new e-commerce thing and expecting to compete with Amazon, like it's it's just so challenging and tricky. Well, and that's been the brilliance of Amazon's strategy is through Prime. You know, they've kind of optimized this e-commerce land grab and in large part because of prime they now have such a large reach that yeah i mean it would be almost impossible for someone to come along and challenge that yeah amazon we've talked about it before but amazon's really got to figure out their 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 knockoff strategy or or their that is the only knock against them is because i've been i've been looking for a lot of very specific things over the past couple of days and i've had a couple of uh i can't sleep late night amazon binges um <laughs> where um there's a lot of stuff where you can look for one product and then there are like six chinese knockoffs right below it yeah that yeah. all have super sketchy like names and then if you compound that with amazon's fake review problem unless you're going for something that's like in like just spot on brand name and you just have to pray it's shipped and sold by amazon and not some weird seller Oh, like that that is the only thing that kind of undermines the whole reliability of in expectations of the shipping thing is there's there's yeah they they gotta tighten that up that that is a good point um one positive thing I'll say though about their shipping is I've been pleasantly surprised with how good the shipping options have been here uh, in the burbs as as you would say um no you know, we we <laughs> We don't have any sort of same day option anymore like we did in San Francisco. You don't? No. Oh, um, weird. Um there's like Amazon um Prime Now, like when you enter my new address, that just is like, hey, we don't even support that address. And then I mm-hmm. I haven't seen any products where I, I've had same day be an option. But I've I've had quite a few products be like Prime one day, which is being you know, basically like next day. Um, and I, I kind of wasn't sure we were going to get that either. So that, that's, that's been nice. And then, and I have the products I've ordered with that delivery have been, you know, reliably delivered the next day. So. Oh, can we're really not going to talk about anything else today. Uh, you sent me a thing or are you like, there was a shipment from Amazon for something I had never, ever heard of where you got like push notifications in the app that says like, Oh, like the delivery driver's like 20 minutes away or something. What was that about? Or was that somebody else? No, yeah, no, that, that was me. And I, I've been getting them for, I don't know if it's been every single order, but it's been at least most orders that I've gotten from Amazon. I'll, I'll get this push notification that'll say, hey, your driver is eight stops away. And it'll like, if you 
click into that notification, it'll take you to a map where it can actually show you exactly where the delivery driver is. Um, mm. Which is, I guess, I come to think of it, I guess what they're probably doing is showing me that when it's uh, like an Amazon delivery person. And if it's being of shipped course. like UPS or something, they, they don't do that. Yeah, I, I doubt UPS is willing to give you that level of visibility. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I'm I'm never home like when I get those notifications. <laughs> so they're not... Mm. They're ultimately not super useful, but I mean, I, I I could see a scenario where if you were waiting for a delivery, like maybe something you had to sign for or just something that was maybe a little more valuable that you wanted to bring in right away, you know, I, I could see that being useful, how you would be kind of prepared to know when it was going to arrive. Weird hypothetical. If Amazon, let's say, let's say five years down the road, like Amazon, like they just keep relentlessly building upon their logistical infrastructure would would apple ever let's say they opened it up to the point where like you you were able to use amazon shipping services and you didn't have to sell it on amazon would apple ever use them like on iphone delivery day i don't think so it's just too much of a like a religious war thing I just, I think, I think Apple's got that figured out. I mean, I don't think they do. I think you don't like, you don't hear all like, I, I mean, I like complainy Twitter on iPhone launch day of all the missed deliveries of like UPS and FedEx. No, I guess I haven't seen a ton of that. And I've, you know, not knock on wood here. I've never experienced that either. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Actually, we probably won't see. It's okay. <laughs> Tim's, too, Tim's too busy rolling in all that services money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, what was the other part of this? Oh, Amazon Prime members to get discounts at Whole Foods. Did you, uh, did you, I, 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 I tried to segue into that, but you, sorry. You, didn't, you didn't take the bait. <laughs> no, I, I got, I got distracted by, by cashews. Um, <laughs> eight ninety nine for a pound of cashews. I don't know. That goes by quick in this household. <laughs> um, also, I love whenever there's any any uh, any Amazon Whole Foods news where they always show that same picture of the ground beef with the Prime logo in it. <laughs> I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes me very happy. I, I assume it makes vegans really mad, but it makes me happy. Um, I'm you know, I'm not a thousand percent sure. I've actually been inside of a Whole Foods since Amazon bought them. You you should. You should go because the the convenient thing about the Centerfell Whole Foods is that it's across the street from a Trader Joe's, so you're uh, it's a it's a very straight shot for uh, an errands run. Isn't that kind of like that's like down that's like Central Centerfell, right? Yeah, it's very close to you. It's right off the freeway. Yeah, but isn't Central Centerfell kind of a little chaotic, like kind of mm. hard hard to park and stuff? No, both both of them have a have ample parking. Okay, and and the Whole Foods has prime uh, prime member uh, like they replaced all par- parking spots. Really? Nice. Yeah. They they don't really do that. They don't. No. I was saying, how do they how do they validate that? Oh, they they just notice they 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 track it through the, the Fire Phone that you have in your car. Oh, oh, okay, got it, got it. Um, yeah. So, what, did you read this? What is this? Um, well, so it's 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 ten percent off of select products at um, Whole Foods. Uh, but how do you how do you how do you prove your eligibility is is, i I have i have not read this article um it's been a busy day so customers must download the whole foods mobile app sign Mm. in with their amazon account and scan the prime code at checkout to receive the special prime member discounts no i'm out (laughs) uh you go to target regularly 
Oh yeah, no, we're we're a um, we're a big target household here. What is your level of redemption with cartwheel offers? I I literally don't know what that is. Is that is that is that targets like reward point system? Yes and no. This this is this is tricky. So Target has like a weird mobile strategy. So part of it's the reason why they don't they still are resistant to Apple Pay or any type of like contactless payments. They used to have an app called Cartwheel, which they which was separate to the from the Target iOS app. And then about four or six months ago, they rolled them into the exact same application because they did a whole revamp thing where I think it's like, it's probably uninventively called like target pay or some, some BS like that um, where you could link your target red card and um, pay using a barcode like at checkout, which like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sign up for another credit card. And, 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 but they rolled the cartwheel program, which was kind of like their coupon clipping app and to drive adoption of it. I don't know recently when you're, like in Target, like they've had like this thing where it's like spend fifty dollars in groceries, you and you get a free ten dollar gift card if you use the Cartwheel app. Like they do that pretty consistently, and it is a good way to get gift cards out of the deal. Um, but yeah, they get that you have to open up the 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 Cartwheel app and then generate on your phone a barcode that the um uh the 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 the, the checker um scans for you. And that always just seems like I don't like extra like unnecessary extra work. Like I like I, I assume like I mean Target they obviously know what your credit card information is. They they managed to lose all all hundred million of them that one time. <laughs> Why can't they just tie the the cartwheel points to 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 my Chase card and just and just do it that way? Like because like that's the thing where the whole point like I like because I have it down when I go to Whole Foods because I like because I have the Apple Pay on my watch. Like I'm 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 like somebody who's like very quick. I will help bag my groceries and, and just get in and out and then whole foods is actually very good about knowing or like offering do you actually want your receipt and so they just like they're like it's like it's very easy to answer no or like the checkout is super fast so if i'm having to open the whole foods app or the cartwheel app and do all this extra stuff like i don't know it seems like a disincentive to use it i'm i'm at the point now with any sort of shopping app where if i have to scan something and I, i'm even including like starbucks and pizza in this too that's just not a, an experience I want, and I, you know, I, I put up with it at Starbucks and Pete's because I mean that. What, I mean, what else are you going to do? But yeah, I, I'm totally with you. Where it's it's got to be linked to my card. It's got to be NFC on my phone. It's got to be something other than opening an app and having you scan a barcode. That's just not a not a good experience. And I know this sounds really like I. I, I... <laughs> Our listeners in West Virginia are probably hating this. I... Like it just seems like I know it sounds really, really like the the least controversial or like or like just like a really unimportant thing, but just in terms of like creating because like retailers like it to to fend off like online shopping like the whole point is I would assume is to to make the retail shopping experience as easy and, and painless as possible, and part of that is through using like targeted. Um, coupon apps and like customer loyalty stuff because like that's the whole thing that that drives return uh repeat business and also i mean the whole thing is like like everything in 2018 is everything everything's a fucking data mining operation and that's the whole point is that when you when you use these applications that allows them to tie 
your email address and your demographic information to your actual purchases where they know everything that was on your ticket to then give you more recommendations and know how to price things more strategically in the future. But like, there's got to be an easier way. Like, didn't Apple pay? Like, didn't Apple say they were going to find a way? Like, this was like four years ago where they were going to tie um, like loyalty cards and stuff to Apple pay. I do remember how that. Is, how and is I that think, still not a thing? I think like the only people that do that is like Dunkin' Donuts. It's, it's like, well, like Walgreens, I think, does it. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> we're not going to get to a single thing we're going to talk about today. No, no. I feel like we, we've, well, we've, we've kind of scattered it we're in. We're halfway through follow-up. <laughs> um, uh, are you still standing up? Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've got no other choice here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm currently uh, standing up in the the other room from where I from where I normally record, where the computer desk is. You're standing up, um, facing a bookshelf. Yeah, and I might pick with the, with some Dreamcatchers on it. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, no, I think that's actually a collapsible wine holder. Is what you saw in that photo? Um, could be a Dreamcatcher. Could be. Could be maybe double as a Dreamcatcher. Everything is something else. Everything's a metaphor for something else. Right. Um, yeah, I, I should, I should keep a running list now of like various maintenance things that have come up with the house. So there was the garbage disposal. Did I mention that on air? No. Yeah. So that, that wasn't working when we moved in. So we had to replace the garbage disposal. Did you do that? Well, I, I had some assistance. <laughs> from your from special the, lady friend the, the, or a, a professional? From the, uh, the lady friend's dad. He's, he's quite handy. Oh, which, so, is, which okay. has been very good for me so far. <laughs> so it's um, an unpaid professional. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> or you're paying him in Mike's Hard Lemonade or something. <laughs> or shark, you're paying him a Sharkaritos. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, And then the other thing that we've had come up. So I, I, I literally had this in OmniFocus. This upcoming Saturday was going to be pool day. I was going to, you know, take a sample of the pool water, bring it into the local pool store, and then, you know, start getting on you know, whatever kind of chemical regimen that, that I needed to get on. What is a pool store? There's the, the local one here is like a Leslie's, which is like a big national chain. Is it literally all they sell? Like, what what do they sell there? Well, they sold a, um, you know, the little like underwater little vacuum cleaners that clean the bottom of pools. No. They, they sold one that you can control from your phone, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but on. you know they sell Underwater all the chemicals and stuff, cleaners, and, and they sell like pool pumps and heaters and you know all the all the stuff that you got to have for a pool. You know what I'm talking about—the little like creepy crawly things that they, there's like the hose, and then they just like skim the bottom of the pool and like pick up debris and stuff. Literally, no. Hold have on. You, have you like have you never seen a swimming pool? I've seen them, I, but I, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like swimming. I don't like. Okay. Well, when ne- next time you're over, I will. I will walk you through. <laughs> hold on. The, the the creepy crawly and all the other pool components. Well, hold on. I just googled underwater vacuum cleaner, which uh, the first thing on Google is thirteen hundred dollars, Aquabot Turbo in ground robotic swimming pool cleaner, and it looks like Mo from Wally. <laughs> and it's so cool. Yeah, I mean it's based. Yeah, that, that's what they are. All right, I'm gonna go uh, get a SunPride mortgage and, and get the pool <laughs> so I can get one of these things. Well, after I'm done with the story, maybe you won't want it. Um, so Monday night, or I guess like Monday morning, kind of rolls around. And I noticed the pool's like looking a little murky. It's it's been crystal clear <laughs> since we moved in, which is kind of why it's not been a top priority. 
um, come home Monday night. It's starting to look real cloudy. There's some algae growing now. And I, I grew up with a pool. So like, like I, you know, I'm vaguely familiar with kind of what can go wrong with a pool and what you need to do and all that. And so I'm like, Oh, great. So, you know, I, I put some chlorine in, um, <clears throat> that's kind of all I have. Um, wake up the next morning and it's even worse. I, I send, send a picture to uh, the lady friend's dad who they, they also have a pool. And, like, and then my question was like, Hey, I have this on my list for Saturday. Like, is, would it be okay to wait until then? And he's kind of like, mm, no, not really. <laughs> so went into the Leslie's, uh, yesterday and, you know, bought all the chemicals I needed and, and all that. But this is all a very long-winded way of explaining why I'm in this other room because the pool pump is currently running, which it which it has to during this chemical process that it's going through, and the pool pump is like right on the other side of the wall from from the room where I normally record. And I th I think it would have been okay with the noise gate, but I decided to just not even let it be a factor. So the homeownership man. There's there's things that come up that you just don't expect, mm -hmm. and that, and and that you have like I walked into that Leslie yesterday and was like, listen, first time homeowner, never you know owned a pool before outside of the one I grew up with. What do I do? <laughs> and they're like, oh yes, this is this is this is the, this no, is the, the guy the, we need to listen. <laughs> the guy the guy at, at the Leslie's he could not have been any nicer. He was just like he was the best. So that was good. Hey, you got a friend in the pool business. There you go. But yeah, a lot of, and just like one little thing I'll point out, I mentioned the vacuum cleaner with like, you know, the, the, the phone controls, a lot of like, a lot of like smart home kind of like iOS based stuff. Like you could have like heaters and pumps that you can like monitor from your phone, which is all, this is all very exciting to me. So that's, that's, that's another thing that'll be happening at some point in the future, I think. Because all, like all of our pool equipment is like due to be replaced sometime over the next handful of years, so yeah, it's all gonna break when iOS twelve comes out. <laughs> I had I had I had not considered the pool as part of the smart home ecosystem, but but now I have. Yeah, Tim's gonna publish thoughts on pool cleaning, <laughs> and we have a show title. Yeah, um, yeah, I assume Johnny Ive doesn't like swimming pools enough rounded rectangles yeah, can't put a glass back in a swimming pool <laughs> um <laughs> okay you have been irrationally or like or like just like with like childlike wonder you have been pining away for a way to control your tivo using uh amazon echo and apparently that day is today or yesterday well, it, it's because I know how great controlling your TV can be through the Lady in a Can Harmony integration. Like that, that continues to be by far and away the thing that we use the Lady in a Can for the most and enjoy using the most. But there's just little things that you run up against where there's a lot of things you can control with that Harmony experience. Like you can tell, um, like the TiVo to pause. You can resume you can mute you can do lots of things but you can't you mean you can't like search for shows you can't fast forward or rewind or at least not in a very elegant way 
So there's, there's just things that you run up against that are a little bit more TiVo specific. And it, it sounds like I have not had a chance to use this yet, but it sounds like the TiVo specific skill will kind of fill in some of those gaps and really make it so that we can do almost everything while we're watching live TV using uh, the lady in a can. Very cool. Yeah. Let me, uh, whenever you get to use that in depth, let us know how it goes. And this is, this is not something you're interested in trying because like, I guess maybe like, I don't, I don't do any of that at all because like the, cause the reason you do it is because the poop drama phone, um, <laughs> the, I, I, I'm still using like the harmony one from 2009 um and there just hasn't been a good price on the harmony elite remote that you have which is the one that has the um the smart hub slash echo voice integration thing so i like my my television con- is not controlled by voice at all other than the fact that you can search by siri which is not something i do so i i maybe i i, I just feel like i wouldn't turn on that feature just because i would get bummed that i couldn't turn on the tv or do any of the other stuff with it so I'm probably not going to explore this at all. Yeah, you really, you really need to either get that elite remote or find. There's never a good price, man. I'm not, I'm not spending over two hundred dollars on it. Well, I guess I mean one one option you could think about too is you can just continue using that remote that you have and just buy the hub standalone. No, because I'm not going to confuse. Because I already kind of dislike the way the harm like because I'm. I think we talked about this in the past. Like, I I don't like using the Harmony activities. Like, it, it, the way I use my remote, the main like TV watching activity never ends. Like, I don't I don't trust the remote to turn on the TV and the sound bar and all that kind of stuff. So I just leave like the activity on all the time, and just create like a virtual button on the remote screen that says like turn TV on and off. That's that's weird. I don't like the two like because then like if the IR link gets broken for a second and then one of the devices doesn't actually turn, I I just I don't like it. Well, see that's another one of the nice things about the hub is it itself is an IR blaster and then it actually comes with two little satellite blasters that you can connect to it. So I I never have any issue with devices not turning on or not turning off when they're supposed to. But the thing is like I don't have that many devices. Because that's the thing, like, I, like my, the TiVo is in, like, the server closet. So, like, that ideally should never, like, be touched. So the whole point, like, the only device to turn on is the TV, because the sound bar wakes up the moment it hears any type of sound coming through it. And to that, to that effect, the Apple TV through HDMI CEC, whenever I press any button on the Apple TV a remote, it wakes up the TV, and once sound starts playing the sound bar turns on and then everything's fine. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty sensible. Yeah. So I mean it, it's it's not ideal and it probably would be better, but just with like the amount like how much like actual net benefit I would gain from that, it seems like it, there needs to be like some type of fire sale on on the Harmony Elite for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh maybe I can use all my class action lawsuit money from this MacBook Pro keyboard thing to fund that. <laughs> So this was just a matter of time, but like the whole MacBook Pro keyboard saga is very is very interesting because I think it's it it shows huh, I how do I, how do I phrase this delicate like how little or just how how very much of a, a regular company Apple is 
I, I know we've talked about this and I've been very negative on Apple recently, but how everybody thinks Apple's an exceptional company that's always thinking about the customer, but they have been selling a, a laptop with like a 50% failure rate on the keyboard for two years and have not said a single word about it. And I find that amazing. Like that's, that's just like, that's, that's insanity. And that's, that's, that, that just, wow. Well, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's a little different, but I, I, I view it in a bit of a similar way as something like the Mac pro where when Apple screws up, they, they just, they don't, they don't price in any sort of mistake like that. Like when they, when there is an issue, they kind of just freeze and don't know what to do and just kind of stay silent maybe like i I think i think that's a fair point but i think the mac pro just because of its limited audience is like it's in the grand scheme of things like them keeping that computer alive and unchanged like it came out in 2013 so like it's, it's been like a solid six years like even though that's a glaring omission and that shows the fact that they're they're a company with a one track mind that can't they can't get over the fact that the 68% of their profits are derived from the iPhone. So therefore give fuck all attention to anything else. Like the Mac pro it being probably like two to 5% generously of Mac sales. Like I can get, I get why it gets no attention. I still think as a company that computers should be important to, but again, What's a computer? So what? What do they even care? Like, <laughs> I'm st- I'm still upset about that ad. It, not a day goes by that I don't get angry about it. <laughs> uh, then, oh, okay, <laughs> not not doing it. Not ta- not taking the bait. Um, at the Mac Pro, like I get that, but like laptops of the Macs that Apple sells, laptops are the most common, and this keyboard, this this flawed keyboard design affects basically every laptop they sell right like other than the macbook air like the the weird macbook one with like only one port and that's super thin has like an even less reliable version of this keyboard both the 13 inch and the 15 inch macbook pro whether or not you get the touch bar has it so like how because like it's not even like a comfort thing or like the low key travel which in and of itself like that's that that's a personal preference debate that people can have but the fact that like these keyboards fail so spectacularly and people have to go through multiple replacements and be without their computers and if god forbid your computer's more than a year old and you didn't buy apple care apple says oh yeah hey it's 600 bucks to replace this because you ate a pretzel over your computer or something like this is this this is madness and and they're just like oh we're just not going to talk about it like i'm not expecting them to have like some whole antenna gate thing like we're uh not steve like where phil schiller comes on stage and says uh yeah we're giving everybody a bumper or we're giving everybody remember like the back in the old days when on like your 386 dx uh running windows 3.1 like you could buy like a key like a silicone keyboard cover <laughs> yeah because you because you were afraid of the dust touching your computer uh-huh like so so phil schiller comes on stage like oh yeah, yeah fine we'll give everybody i a few months ago i rewatched the antenna gate thing because i don't know why i was probably trying to avoid work or something um and and our, the the antenna gate thing uh steve steve was so visibly pissed off that he was having to do that whole presentation mm-hmm. where even like literally he he said you know what fine we'll give everybody a case we'll give everybody like he was 
He was well, wasn't, so mad. wasn't the story, wasn't he on vacation in Hawaii and he like had to fly back for that, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, whoop de do. <laughs> I feel nothing. Well, I mean. Because yeah. when people held the phones slightly strangely, it, it, it lost service. No, I, I think you. I think you bring up a, a good point here in terms of the scale of this issue and how that sort of separates it from something like the Mac Pro. Um, and unlike Antinogate, this very much seems like it's kind of a real thing. And so, between the fact that it's legitimately an issue, and because, like you said, it affects literally everybody, that does sort of put this. Um. I mean, pardon the pun, but kind of in a class of its own. <laughs> like, the only acknowledgement Apple has given to this issue, other than just, like, beleaguered Genius Grove employees, is they have, I, I, and I linked to this, and hopefully you can put it in the show notes, like, they, they link to a thing where, at least, at least Apple is teaching customers geometry, but you can learn what a 75-degree angle is <laughs> so that you can hold your Mac, your Mac notebook. I forgot they don't call them laptops because of the heat. Thing. but you know what a 75 degree angle is and i'm surprised they don't sell apple branded compressed air that they can sell for 50 dollars. oh and you can learn how to clean out your keyboard so that hopefully it doesn't break and that you have to go make a genius bar appointment and hope that they can replace your computer within a week and hopefully you don't need to get any actual work done but hey you probably have an ipad so you can just get work done on that okay we're an hour in we're probably a little more than that of okay let's let, let me let me let me reprioritize. i'm gonna do some on the spot uh uh, prioritize prioritization let's talk about apparently you had uh you, you suggested you had an allegedly controversial food topic oh yes and then we will do a quick update on the OmniFocus reckoning project and we'll see how we go so yeah talk tell me about your food so long time loyal listeners will remember that we almost did an entire episode about uh the ringers top 50 fast food items in america and number one on that list is the Chick-fil-A waffle fries, which at the time we talked about this article, I didn't really have an opinion of because I had never had them. I think I had been to Chick-fil-A once in my life before, and I think it had been for breakfast. So I did not, did not have uh, any waffle fries. So uh, the uh, so my sister was up here this last weekend. She was doing the uh, Santa Rosa Ironman. And so we were kind of out and about watching her, <clears throat> trying to kind of catch her on various spots on the course. And, you know, it's kind of a hectic day getting around and we were kind of hungry at one point and, and <laughs> we're kind of just like, we were up in kind of like the Rohnert Park area and didn't really know of any quick, you know, good food options. Um, and we happened to kind of drive by a Chick-fil-A and we're like, yeah, you know, none of us had had that for lunch before, so let's give it a try. So, you know, I got the, you know, it's like their standard, like, Chick-fil-A sandwich and fry combo. Uh, the sandwich was was pretty good. Um, I, I'd say it was, it was very good. The waffle fries were just not very good. They were not crispy enough. They, going back to your whole French fry thing from, what, last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. They just didn't have a lot of like good flavor on their own. Like I felt like I had to dip them into ketchup or some kind of sauce just to like get anything out of them because on their own they just didn't really taste like very much. So I don't know if I just got a bad batch or what, but I just I was shocked that these ended up being number one on 
this ringer list because I, I i just was not impressed so i'm sorry was this the nevada location or the runner park location this is runner park okay i don't disagree with you so uh chick-fil-a is is good politics aside chick-fil-a is good uh the spicy chicken deluxe just the sandwich uh, this uh just the sandwich as a standalone fast food item is 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 um uh it, it, it is the iphone 5s of fast food it is, is really good but like yeah the waffle fries are very hit and miss and i don't think necessarily waffle fries pair that well with um with 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 chicken sandwiches i i agree i think that's another good point and and i think even if you do get a good batch of of chick-fil-a waffle fries the there's a very short window where they are of perfect um edibleness like you know how certain food like it, it like it's like like it like steaks and a few other things are like this where like there's like there's like five or ten minutes when it's when it's not too hot but also not like it's like there's a short food window so yeah and, and we we did not take this to go we ate inside the restaurant you mm-hmm. know ate ate right when the food was brought to us so so that that shouldn't have been a factor yeah so i i i don't think that's a conf- i think i don't think that's a controversial opinion i think that uh, if you get a good batch of the of the waffle fries and that's all you eat you will probably be happy, but I, I actually don't think they pair that well. I yeah. think uh, you should, if you, if you're going to be at a Chick Fil A, you should get yourself a spicy chicken deluxe, uh, eat it while it's warm, and then get a uh, a, ch- a chicken wrap to go, hmm. and then you have you have a nice healthy dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot that the the sandwich, the chicken sandwich itself, was also high on this list. It's like number five, which. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not quite as offended by that. It's that's that seems a little high to me. But again, I I thought that that was 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 good. So I, I'm not I'm not as outraged by it being top five here. But man, waffle waffle fries being number one. Mm-mm. Yeah, I like I would much rather take just a standard like, and I don't, I don't think you listen to uh, reconcilable differences still. For shame, I do not. But you gotta you gotta get on that, man. Um. Merlin talks about uh, how he once worked at a McDonald's, and the best time to go to a McDonald's is when it's busy because you want to get the most consistent food possible. Like I would always over and uh, uh, take McDonald's fries when they're busy over anything else at a like uh, fast food restaurant. Like that that is going to be a good set of starchy carbs. Like it's like that those can be very very good fries. Whereas the waffle fries th- those can be problematic. Yeah, so I, I don't think that's that con- that controversial. Like, I think you're probably pretty right. Yeah, I think I think they did get some blowback when the list came out that waffle fries were number one. But again, at the time, I just didn't really know one way or the other. But yeah, th- this disappointing. Um, but you 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 do make a really good point about the whole pairing with the chicken sandwich too, because it's just it's a little it's too heavy. It's too heavy, and it's just a little one note. Mm-hmm. because the the chicken sandwich like as good as it is it also just doesn't it doesn't really have a lot going on it's like it's pretty basic which is fine but like i mean there's like no you know there's no sauce or anything and then with the, when you get these kind of bland fries it's you're just kind of eating a lot of just kind of you know white starch carbs and i'm sorry do you get a regular chicken sandwich or the spicy chicken sandwich well I, this i mean this was like my first time going for lunch so I, I just i got the you know the regular chicken sandwich okay so tomorrow after work 
you you go you go surprise the lady friend you take her out somewhere special (laughs) (laughs) yeah she'll she'll love that yeah um yeah i'm I'm, I'm gonna gonna tell her it was your idea (laughs) oh please don't (laughs) or oh actually how about this you you stop you stop in Corte Madera. You get yourself some blue barn fries. You drive really really you drive really really fast. Devado, <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I think if you borrow a Tesla and you put it in the ludicrous mode or whatever, you, you, can, you can get to. <laughs> well, no. Check. So I'll well, no, no, I'll I'll stop by the Tesla in Corte Madera. Oh up, yeah, just be like, I, the... <laughs> let's test drive this real quick. Let's let's, let's stop by <laughs> Blue Barn. I promise, I, I'm super interested in this car. I I have a Model Three reservation, but I want to upgrade it to a Model X. Let me just see this car. Right, right. And then let's go to Chick Fil A. And then yeah, I think if you pair that, that'd be good. But no, you you got to do the spicy chicken deluxe, man, because their their regular chicken sandwich is pretty meh. Yeah, it, there's just again not not a lot not a lot happening there. Yeah, like if you're gonna go for a regular chicken sandwich, you have to just have you you need to have my chicken sandwich. That you make at your undisclosed restaurant? Uh, yes, that's happening very soon. The OmniFocus Reckoning is uh, is a thing, but well, it, yeah, that is okay. happening well, very let's, soon. Let, 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 let's segue into that, and then let's get into to chef specials, which is not not related. Um, Wait, what are, what are we segueing into? Uh, your OmniFocus Reckoning. Oh, was yeah. That, how, was that not clear? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm it, it's, it's very late. Um, um, and, I, and I need to buy a new mattress, because I'm—anyway— I don't. I don't sleep well. Anymore. Oh yeah, we need to. We, let's come back to that next week. I, I need. I need a. I need a mattress update. Not. Not. Not in a creepy way, but. Hmm. <laughs> Big ol'. Hmm. Um. I think I posted this earlier today. Uh. Where? Where is? It? Let me scroll back in the thing. Um. Actually, where? If, if only uh, Slack had search. Um. Man, I got. I got to collapse this picture of Donald Trump that you sent me. <laughs> it's very frustrating so last last week i talked about the omnifocus reckoning where i was going to get rid of a whole bunch of bs that was in uh omnifocus that i just kept delaying because like that that's the closest to to drugs i'll ever do which is just the 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 uh, euphoria that you get from delaying a task that you probably should have done um and i actually so i i made some progress on this but i didn't make a lot of progress on it so what i got better at or the thing i think i did accomplish is that i was able to move the non-time sensitive things that I want to get done into a separate thing. And I've actually chosen Airtable as the place that I want to put this stuff. But I've gotten rid of a bunch of stuff that just had unnecessary due dates on it. So in that case, I did succeed at certain things. And I did get a decent number of kind of like easy to do projects out of the way. Um but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still struggling with how to prioritize OmniFocus. I got some stuff done this this week, um, but yeah, definitely not enough. But there is one undisclosed project that is very very near completion that people will um, be able to benefit from immediately. So I yeah I, I will I will not reveal what this is. I I know what said project is, but I I'm not clear on exactly what what completion looks like. So I'm I'm intrigued by that. Uh, it means a comprehensive website and a place that people can go if they want uh, something that's of very very high quality. Got it. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, the I I I have my problem is I, I like mo- like most of my problem in life. I think I'm too clever by a half, and then I I just get stuck do, uh, uh, just making jokes that are only funny to me. And then you know, looking at you know, logos for for certain items. No, that that I that I left as it is. 
it it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Michael Barbaro makes an appearance, so it's it's all good. Oh, very good. Yeah. Mikey Mikey B. He does. He better not go on vacation, man. No, he he's he's not allowed. But he does though. That's that's the thing. Because he 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 can't keep burning the candle at both ends. He has he has to be able to go to go away because as I was looking up something for the for this undisclosed project, I was looking for uh, a clip of him and I was like going back in the archives and I accidentally stumbled upon some episodes from June 2017 and there was some random lady on it. I'm like, who are you? What was this? And I totally forgot that he went on vacation for two weeks once. Well, the, the get the guest hosts they've gotten in the past have actually been pretty good, but but yeah, no no one no one's Mikey B. Yeah, like yeah, it's like it's like Obama. You can't can't take vacations. Like I know he golfed a lot, but he he just can't take vacations. <laughs> yeah, who? Which? What? What kind of president would go golfing all the time? Yeah. Um. Well, I think um I think that's smart. Moving things to Airtable. I should I should I should think about that. So the one the only I, my. Huh. I, I keep trying to figure out the most effective way to shame myself into doing things. So I will describe just very briefly the way I've set up this Airtable thing. I have the task or the small project. And then I have, and I copied this over from uh, from OmniFocus. Because OmniFocus, if you look on the right-hand column, they have that little inspector for each task. And it tells you uh, how many times you've delayed it and uh, when you originally created it. Oh, so wow. I have... Yeah, don't don't look at that. No, I'm never going to look at that. <laughs> uh, I looked at that just because I'm I'm trying to force myself to do things that I that need to get done. So I have the date I originally added it. So I, I those are inherited from OmniFocus, and then I put a formula that shows me how many days from the date it was originally added it is. So I want you to guess uh, for one of the for one of the things that I think I need to do. Uh, how how many days old do you think it might be? Oh, for the man. two for the for the two oldest items, I'm gonna say like 325 days, 624. Oh, <laughs> um, oh. so I have that. So I'm I'm gonna work on trying to shame myself more effectively. Um, and then I also have uh, two other columns that I'm I'm experimenting with of just of ways to kind of help myself get over the mental hurdles of just being like, oh, you know, I, I don't need to keep looking at dog rates or something else, even though that's even though that feels good. There are other ways I could be spending my time. So I have a column uh, for priority of like how important this is to actually do. And also a column for difficulty showing to give myself a, a perspective of actually how difficult this is to do. And if it's not that hard, why am I not doing it? Hmm. And for the priority, it goes between uh, three lit flames, <laughs> two, one, and also uh, a snoozy guy, which means it's a very low priority. <laughs> and for difficulty, there's cake, and then the uh, guy who looks like he's either sneezing or really mad, and up to three of those. You you are pretty clever. You were right about that. Oh, yeah. And so I, I ended up doing this instead of actually doing the stuff I needed uh -huh. to. So it's a, right. so it's a fantastic system. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a pool to clean, so it's okay. <laughs> um, uh, all right, <laughs> Chef Specials, or do you have anything else? No, Chef Specials, let's do it. All right. Um, I'm getting tired of standing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so You couldn't just bring a, a, a kitchen table, a chair into the... Well, no, because that wouldn't be the right height for work, and that, that, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, st I mean, I stand at work, but... Um, Oh, goodness. Are you a standing desk person? I am, yeah. 
I'm just not used to doing it this time of day. Um, so my pick this that, week, we're, we're canceling next week's show, or, or <laughs> that's all we're talking about next week. Okay. Is, is standing desk? Yeah, we can come back to that. Okay. Um, right. So my my pick of the week is the Home Depot iOS app. Hmm. And you have to. So as I discovered earlier when I was searching for this, the, the just like the link to the app store. You got to be careful when you're searching this because evidently there used to be a jailbreak <laughs> called Home Depot. Um, which I what? do not, which, yeah, I did, did not ring any bells to me, but when you Google search like iOS Home Depot, you will find old jailbreaks for, I don't think it's any sort of, you know, recent version of iOS, but, um, but anyway, oh, what? Any, yeah, <laughs> we will, I, I have put a link in the notes directly to the app store link. So if you just click that, you don't need to worry about any sort of weird Google search results. Uh, but the reason this is my pick of the week, just outside of the obvious reasons that I've been doing a lot of shopping at Home Depot, is there's kind of a nice little workflow that you can set up with Home Depot, where whether you're getting a product recommendation from the wire cutter, because they link to Home Depot stuff a lot, or you're just doing general browsing and there's something that you see that you want to buy, you can add it to your favorites list. That will then sync to the app. And then the, what's great about the app is that it will tell you exactly where the item's located inside of any specific Home Depot location that you specify. And you can just set a home store location. And then by default, you'll see the location of that product in that store. So, you know, someone, especially like me, who's a bit of a novice with all of this home improvement stuff, you walk into a Home Depot and you're just sort of immediately overwhelmed and have no idea where to go. You can kind of set it up where you've almost done like all of your shopping beforehand. And then literally you're, you're just going into the store and then you know exactly where in the store you need to go. So it's been, it's, you know, it's taken what I used to be kind of daunted by and really kind of simplified it and made it a, a pretty pleasant uh, shopping experience. So I've, I've had some, had some good trips to Home Depot recently and I've got another one uh, coming up this weekend. This is amazing. Yeah, it's it's really good, and 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 the the app itself is it's really well designed. Like when you open that favorites list, you get a it, it's like kind of like a list of products, but it also has enough space between products where it actually like shows you the item's location. So you don't even like need to click through anything. And then when you pick it up, all you do is just you know you swipe and you can delete it. It's 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 great. Oh man, I I needed this yesterday. All right, <laughs> that's hmm. Um, is it iPhone 10 optimized? It is. Uh huh. Oh, that now this this ticks all your buttons. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, good timely pick of the week. Mm -hmm. nice. Or mm -hmm. sorry, just special. Yes. Um. Yeah, I I have a couple. Which which do I want to promote today? Um. Actually, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go for an easy one. Trader Joe's has a sponsored podcast that was like a five part. Like tw each part is only 20 minutes. So it's not that much of a time commitment at all. Like literally I listened to this uh, like over an hour and a half today when I, when I was just trying to get work done and it's, it's very good. It's a branded podcast that's called inside Trader Joe's. And all it is, is talking about how they, they select products, the, the history of their stores. Uh, they interview a few employees, people like customers talk about their favorite products. They talk about how products come and go the stuff that they do like with the community and donating uh near expired food and stuff like it was a very like when when I was just look looking and saw that Trader Joe's had their own podcast I'm like oh this is this is probably really dumb like cuz I don't know if you've ever heard 
Goldman Sachs has their own branded podcast. And I just assume any company that makes a, a branded podcast, it's like, it's probably garbage. <laughs> but this one was was really good. Like, I'm, it's, like, I'm not saying it's like This American Life or like, it, it's, it's no... Um, it's it's no Bill Simmons report, but like it's it, it it's it's very good, and it's a, it's it's not like a, a weekly thing. It's just like a five part thing, and it's it was fun to listen to. The people that host it actually work for Trader Joe's, and, they, and they're very easy to listen to, and, and it's fun. And there's some some cool stuff that you'll learn about it. So, uh, was it two thumbs up? I think. Hmm. I I'll I'll, I'll add this to the podcast app. <laughs> Yeah, if you, if you have a road trip or something, or if you're ever going to like uh, drive up to Healdsburg or something, I think you can listen to all the episodes in in like the hour and a half that it takes to get up there. Man, could have could have used this. Spent a lot of time in the car last weekend with that Iron Man. Uh, oh, she finished. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, she Very she nice. she did this the year before too. So this was her her second go around. <sighs> Seems like hell. <laughs> it's like her time was like 15 hours and 55 minutes. To clarify. Iron Man means full marathon, mm-hmm. biking an ungodly distance, yep. and ten miles swam. No, no, no. It's 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 a two. It's like a two point four mile swim. It's like a hundred and ten miles on the bike, and then twenty six miles. Yeah, full marathon. It's a hundred and forty point seven miles altogether. Ugh. Yeah. The, the the Santa Rosa one's kind of tricky too because the swim and the bike are are great. The swim is in Lake Sonoma; it's beautiful up there. The bike goes all through wine country, through Healdsburg, West Side Road. Like it's just a, just an awesome bike route. But then the the run, and 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 I'm not hating on um, downtown uh, Santa Rosa. I actually really I like that area a lot. Like the old courthouse square, a lot of really neat restaurants, bars, like as a spectator, it was actually great to be down there, mm-hmm. but man, the run they set up there, is just not the best. It's just like, it's three loops, which a, like when you're going, like when you're doing loops in a run, you've already kind of lost me. Cause that, that's, what's great about the San Francisco marathon is it's just one big loop. So you're not repeating anything. But so it's like three loops and it's just, it's just kind of through, you know, kind of just a, a kind of a boring part of town. It's just, it's just not, it's not a very interesting run. So. Yeah. I think for an event that long though, it's. I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah. Well, they, like they can't, they can't just shut down the entire city for that. Well, I mean, they kind of do. The The bike part is very disruptive <laughs> to the city. Um, For Pete, gosh, for people who are driving up in that area who don't know that event is going on that day, man, that's they're probably, that's they're probably very angry. Uh huh. Like, uh huh. They're very angry at their ways. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, or or Apple Maps, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, congrats to her, and um, yeah, I think until next week. Until next week. <laughs>